0: All right, I'm going to invite Philip to come on up. Some of you can't see that he's got the joker. I'm not sure what that means for the rest of our service. A member of our congregation saw me downtown last week. And he said, Philip, I don't think I've ever seen you in shorts t- before. So today we're just breaking down barriers where <laughs> the dress code has dropped. Two things are going to happen right now. One of two things is going to happen. Uh, first of all, if you're a guest, I uh, sincerely apologize. Either, like, either we are going to be, I'm going to get like super excited talking and we're going to be here for the next three hours, or um, the adrenaline's going to cut off and it's going to be like four minutes and we'll be like, all right, let's go have lunch. We had a really exciting week with 11 wonderful, wonderful teenagers. And I'm going to talk about more about them in a little bit. But before I do that, I want to say some very sincere thank yous. I know Brian uh, and Susan Gowing, they did a lot of driving for us uh, early in the day. Hurricane Nancy in the back, she did so much work. Yeah, you're going to get some uh It was a fight, but we actually managed to keep her off the bike this year. She just stayed in the, in the driving role, but she did a lot of running around for us. But I cannot. I can only begin to explain how much work and time and energy Jill Brown put in this week. Jill Brown, yeah, applaud Jill. Jill is an absolute powerhouse. We did a lot of biking this week, and the kids would always groan when it was Jill's turn to lead, because they're like, she just bikes too fast. (laughs) She doesn't stop at the stop sign. She just goes. Be like, Philip, we like how you bike because you're slow and lazy. Um, Those are my trademarks. But Jill, every year, at the end of it, I'm sure she thinks, why do I do this? And then every year, she comes back for more. And I just thank you so much. She is phenomenal. As for these 11... I am very lucky to have had this group. We're just gonna kind of walk you through the trip. I meant to take a lot of pictures, but it's really hard to take pictures while leading it as well. So I'm just gonna paint you some mental pictures. We started here, and before we got to go anywhere, they had to eat three teams of either three or four. And they had to eat a pound of carrots and a sleeve of crackers before we got to go anywhere. Because they didn't know when the next time they were going to eat was. So they, they pounded that pretty well. And then we drove off to Walkerton, where they had to find like, a certain book in the library. And then they had to buy paint at the dollar store and paint a mural of, I think it was like Donald Trump on the Titanic while it was sinking with three birds on a wire. <laughs> uh, and one of them got creative and just did uh, Van Gogh's Starry Night, just because. Mixed it up. Uh, And then they had to go, oh, Kaylin came back, they had to go and buy something at like the thrift store, so she came back in like a prom dress. It was like $15, buy whatever you can. So another group came back all in scrubs, which was really good. (laughs) Two guys came back in nightgowns. Uh, So it was fun. We were really representing King and Well. Then we were off to John Diefenbaker High School in Hanover, where they had to kick a certain amount of field goals from certain distances. And then we went to Mildmay, and we had to make cardboard box uh, boats. This was an unmitigated disaster. (laughs) Like, they did not float at all. It was pretty terrible. And then we we walked from from Mildmay back to Walken, where we stayed the night. While they were walking, they memorized the poem Invictus, which, while we were biking up a large hill today, they recited from memory. So that was, that was good to think could still that. Darren, Darren's like, nailed it. Yeah. In Hanover, we had our first taste of the game Empire. Now, Empire is a game that I've... That it, yeah, it, I created it to destroy friendships. It is... If you've ever played Settlers of Catan, it's like that... Plus the Hunger Games, where there's armies and there's, there's trade embargoes. The smart money was on Garrett Campbell the whole way. This kid's a military strategist. And he had, like, he had the whole strategy set up. Never won a single game. Uh, but um, but yeah, he was... He was, like, moving and shaking behind the scenes. He was making sure that, like, these people didn't get, like, this resource. And it was, anyways. So it was very fun. Went to bed there. We were up the next morning. And this was Friday, also known as, like, the hottest day of the year. And we biked from, well, we had a delicious breakfast of Red River cereal. Kids love love Red River cereal. Adults don't know this, but they secretly love it. The trick is, to making them love it, make them super hungry first. <laughs> <laughs> then we biked from Walkerton to Teeswater. We had a little swim in their pool, which was great. And then we biked from Teeswater to Silver Lake Camp. Or to Hollywood, where we had some delicious ice cream. And then we biked in a roundabout way to Silver Lake Camp. A lot. A lot of kilometers. I didn't measure it out, but it was a lot. Probably, let's say like 40-ish. 40k. And then we got to Silver Lake, which treated us super well, super well. They were fantastic. We, we stayed there for the night. We had Empire Round 2 because they hadn't had enough. Then we went to bed. The next day, we did a lot of, of low ropes, team building stuff. We did a, a lot of canoeing. And we had a lot of devotions and, and debrief sessions and things like that. And all... The, oh, I'm going to get to the cards later. I just want to talk about what we what we were focused on this week. And that was kind of living your summer or like your life, but let's just say summer, kind of with purpose. It is really easy just to like, like think of it in like when you're in a canoe going down a river, it's really easy just to let the current take you. It's really easy just to be like, I'm just going to go with the flow and we're going to see what happens. But that's not really what we're called to do. We're called to live a life that makes a difference. And it's really hard to do that when you're just doing what everyone else is doing. So we really started kind of breaking down what does that mean? And we talked about having a relationship with Jesus and being lukewarm about Jesus. It says in Revelation that like, hey, be hot about God, be cold about God. Just don't be lukewarm. Lukewarm is the worst thing you can be because... It says, it says in Revelation that God will spit you from his mouth, will spit you from his mouth like lukewarm water. And we were talking about that, and like, well, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Are we like, what does that mean as Christians to be lukewarm? What does it mean to be, to be hot? What, are, what does it mean to be cold about this? And if we're lukewarm, how do we move from lukewarm to hot? And this is really, uh, this is kind of where I want to involve everybody else in this too. Because these kids... Like, they want to know more. They want to be on fire for Jesus. They just don't know how. And it's up to us as a community, and it's up to us as, as their parents, or their, their aunts, or their uncles, or just people, to be that example. And not just to teach them, but to demonstrate that for them. And that's so unbelievably important. And, like, you hear the heart of these kids, some of which, which I've, I've known for a long time, some of which I met on Thursday. We didn't really talk till Friday. It was just like, sup, <laughs> sup, eat that carrot. It's like, all right. <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. So it's really important. Like, it's really important that we model that behavior. Not just for them, but for us, too. Like, we don't want to be lukewarm Christians, either. We want to start each day with a purpose. And we want God to, like, frame that purpose. To say, this is where we want to go. Well, then let's do it. We also talked about when you're in, like, when you're feeling it, when things are going well, what do you do? And how important it is to, to kind of get good habits. And we talked about a runner. If a runner is running, if they see a chair on the side of the road, they're just gonna run past it. That's what runners do, they run. But, like, if a runner's running and they get a little tired and they're like, do you know what, I'm just gonna walk. I'm like, okay, that's not... walking is much like running, that's fine. But then like, they're like, oh, I have something in my shoe. I'm just going to stand. And like, that's okay. standing. It's much like walking. And then like, geez, if I'm just standing on the side of the road and there's a chair there, I'm definitely going to (laughs) sit. That's what chairs are for, okay? And it's it's like that with our Christian walk, too. If we're running towards something, if we're excited about something, that chair, we're not even going to look at. We're not even going to see that distraction. But if we're like moseying on down the road, kind of just like going with the flow of traffic, we see that chair, like we're gonna think about it. We're gonna we're gonna take a seat, we're gonna take a rest. And that's not what God is calling us to do, because he says, never grow weary in doing good. And we kind of talked about this week, like, what does that look like in the context of like the little society that we had set up? So doing good in our society is like, hey, like you gotta clean up. we like moving eleven people around or thirteen people around is hard. 13 people create a lot of mess all the time. So it's, it's cleaning up. It's, it's like when someone is struggling on the bike, it's saying, hey, like, let's go bike with them and, and lead them and, and be that pace car and encourage them. And that's so important. All of this that we did, it was just like very practical examples of what we should be doing in the larger world. And it's really easy to see if someone's struggling when they're biking when like it's 38 degrees with the humidex because like it's kind of all over their face and all over the rest of their body these people sweat more than it's rained this year which honestly it's not saying that much but there, there were sweaty messes the whole way and when you see someone like that on a bike you're like oh okay this person's struggling we should help them but there's people in our congregation, there's people in our communities that are struggling. But it's not like it, it's written all over their face. Or it's not like they're like three blocks behind and struggling to catch up. So like, we need to invest in these people. And we need to find these people and say, hey, how can I help you? Or like, not even, maybe not even how I can help you. Like, just encourage them to get to where they're going. And just sometimes biking beside them. That's the biggest thing. Darren Newman doesn't know this. But when I was biking, it was either Jill or I always had to be the lead bike. Because we were the only ones who knew where we were going. But that presented problems because hills happen. And there was times when like, you're biking up a hill and you're like, I don't think I'm going to make it. But then I was also like, no way am I going to let these kids think that I'm not going to make it up this hill. <laughs> I have an alpha status to preserve. And I'm still like, I'm dying. I'm dying. And then like, out of the corner of my eye, I see Darren Newman start to pass me. And I was like, oh, nay, 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 Darren Newman. There is not one single chance you are getting past me. So, like, all of a sudden, you find that reserve gear and you go. And, like, that that in itself, great encouragement. Like, he didn't even know he was doing it. It was just coming and biking alongside. I would maintain that I was being a windbreak for him the whole time. So he was just drafting. But uh, sometimes that's all it takes. It just means let's sidle up beside somebody and, like, yeah, let's just lead the way just a little bit. Not, like, hey, follow me, but, like, hey, where are you going? Like, let me help you out with that. And that's really important. We talked about what people see when they see Christians. And that's generally one of three things. It's, wow, there's something different about that person. I want to know more about this. Or it's, oh, I didn't know they were a Christian. They act just like me. Or, if that's Christianity, I want no part of it. Now, if you're one of those two groups, we're doing something wrong. And, like, I'm in that group sometimes, 100%. And I, I'm a professional Christian. I lit, it's literally my job. <laughs> Please don't fire me. But sometimes we have to say, like, we need to act differently. That's what we're called to do. And... We need to act differently in a positive manner. We want to be an encouragement to people. We want to be that salt and light that that was mentioned because that is just so important. So that was really key. What was exciting to me is last night I was talking to a young man at like 2.45. So last night, these kids said, we want to play a running game. And I was like, sure, we'll play a running game. And then like, The day got full and we didn't play a running game. Lucky for them, I had brought along like 100 glow sticks and I waited for it to get really dark. And they were really asleep. And then we really woke them up. Yeah, those steel dishes and wooden spoons, boom. Yeah, all of a sudden they didn't want to play the running game anymore. (sighs) Can't make these people happy. But they came out, and we played this big game of flags. And at one point, I was talking to a, a young gentleman. And like, he was just chilling out, just taking a moment. And I said, hey, what was the best part of your trip? Because like we were kind of winding down. And like, I was thinking, s'mores, like, always a good time. Campfire food was good. But he said, no, the bike ride. The bike ride. And I said, the bike ride. Like, that 40-degree scorcher that took hours. And he's like, yep, the bike ride. And it's because people want a challenge. Like, people want a challenge. That's all they want. But the thing is, it's just so much easier not to have one. It's so much easier just to go along with the flow. And as Christians, we're called to lead this exciting, challenging life. But like, oh, it's just hard. Like, we got stuff to do. Like, we have all these other influences in our life that says like, hey, relax, guys. But like, the best part of their trip was the bike ride. Or if it wasn't the bike ride, it was the low ropes course where we discovered this group, terrible balance. (laughs) They cannot balance on things. But it was the hard things we did that at the end of the week, they said, oh, that was my favorite part. Like, there was a a low ropes thing where it's essentially two cables that start on one tree, and then they branch out to two separate trees. So you start like this. You're like, we're pretty close. And then, like, you take a step this way, but then the wires get farther apart. And then the wires get farther apart. So eventually, you're, like, leaning like this. Oh, you gotta lean in. Come on, kid. Yeah. You're balancing on wires like this as you go across. And you think, like, okay, that's, that's fine. Like, here, it's super easy. You step out and, like, it gets progressively harder. And, like, we probably took, everyone took, like, five runs at this thing. And by the end, we were having a lot of success. But... When we said, like, what was your favorite low ropes thing? A lot of people were like, yeah, those two wires. Because, like, it was challenging. It was hard. But we saw success at the end. And that's what, what God says all throughout the Bible. It says, hey, I have a challenge for you. And it's hard. And, like, it's going to be exciting. But if you stick with it and, you, like, you see it through, like, I'm going to make sure you're a success at the end. I'm going to make sure that, like, you, f- you feel that reward at the end. Because that's what's so important. So, that's really good. There was a lot of business with the cards this week. Now, the cards, people, yeah, they all got them. The cards were handed out when people showed up. Kayla McKay got the first ace because she was here like half an hour early. They got their cards, and throughout the week, if you did something good, you got points. If you did something not so good? Like bike with your helmet chin strap undone? <laughs> <laughs> Negative 50 points! Negative 50 is a lot of points, by the way. That was a big no no. So you moved up and you moved down. Now, the first night, first night in Walkerton, we got there, we've been running around all day. People were hungry, people were hangry, they were feeling it. The ace, the king, and the queen got pizza and Caesar salad delicious meal. The the jack, the 10, the 9 got spaghetti, plain sauce, Caesar salad. Still a delicious meal. Some people were like, not so much. Deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, you know who you are. Everyone else knows who you are now, too. Uh, And we're going to come back to that. And then the bottom three got rice, beans, no sauce. And the salad. So, like, calorically, they were fine. Taste-wise, maybe not the best. And then that went on throughout the whole week. So, like, the top group got this. The bottom group got this. The middle group got something in between. Dealing with people's food, great incentive, by the way. But when we talk about getting excited for Jesus, that's great. That's, That's, like, a good thing. And like, we should be excited about Jesus. But I want to bring that back to the why. And why should we be excited about Jesus? And it's because without Jesus, okay? Brandon, can you stand up for a second? Okay. Brandon, beautiful soul that he is. So there's aces way up there. And then there's Brandon here. He learned a valuable lesson. How about biking with this chin strap undone? Okay? Without Jesus, if you're a four and you do things wrong, you don't get much. You don't get much at all. Okay? If you do good things and you're like, oh, that's great, and you're a seven, that's great, but, like, you don't get much. But Jesus came to turn all of our fours and all of our sevens and all of our other numbers into aces. So, this is where grace and mercy happens. Okay, like mercy is not getting what you do deserve, which a lot of racing means. No sauce. Okay, grace is getting what you don't deserve. Okay, and that's what Jesus brings us. So, when we talk about the why, when we talk about this, is why we want you to get excited about God and Jesus. And this is why, like, hey, we want you to tell everyone else. It's because Jesus turns all of our numbers, no matter what they are, into aces. And that is what the gospel is. That's what it's all about. And that's what we tried to talk about this week. And I hope this is what you guys will talk to these kids about as you see them around You know, as you see them downstairs eating sandwiches. And it's super good to talk about how amazing that night game was, because it was awesome. I don't care what you guys think. It was pretty awesome. Also, there was a meteor shower last night. Not sure if anyone saw it. Happening around 2 (laughs) a.m., if anyone was there. But this is what we tried to talk about. And it's really great if you guys talk to these guys about the weather. It's really great if you talk to each other about how the crops are doing this year. All valuable conversations. But it's really great to say like, hey, how's your number right now? Are you feeling like an ace? Because do you know what? God thinks you're an ace. And he wants to treat you like one. All you have to do is take the card. With that being said, I'm now going to make fun of these children for your enjoyment. Welcome to Chalmers, guests. I got this entire book. is just filled with insults I've been practicing. That's not true. Like I said, I've known some of these people for a little bit. I've known some of these people for a few days. But I'm really glad they all came. Alyssa, where's Alyssa? There she is. Alyssa was like our great encourager. Like, she was somebody where when people were down... You know, she'd go, she'd go ride beside them. Or she'd go, like, when there was people, like, really getting into it in Empire, she'd be like, hey, I'm really into this, but like, relax. Okay, it's just a game. We're not gonna kill anyone. And then Garrett was like, I will kill someone. (laughs) Uh, Assassinations are legal. It's a time of war. So Alyssa was so great, and like, that's such a skill and a blessing to the community around you. So like, uh, keep doing that. Malcolm? Yeah, oh yeah, Malcolm. Malcolm is one of the most courageous people I know, and I've only known him for like three days. Malcolm came into a group which he didn't know a lot of people in. And when you'd work with team ministry, maybe when you work with adults, when you ask a question about like, hey, how does this affect your faith? A lot of the questions you get are like, "Well, other people, this would mean this," and like, I guess on the like, in general, I would say this. And Malcolm on like the second day was like, "Well, this is what I think about my faith," and everyone was like, "Ooh, that was a personal answer," and I was like, "Someone finally answered a question," and it was amazing. And it takes a lot of courage. For a young man to stand up in front of a group of people who, like, he doesn't really know, and like, some of them are trying to impress because he, like, he was not sure he was standing in them yet, and to give an honest and personal answer like that, and that was very courageous. Well done, Malcolm. Big round of applause, for Malcolm. All right. Yeah, Malcolm, stand up. You're beautiful. Look at this guy. almost makes me wish I talked to him on Thursday. <laughs> almost. Garrett Campbell is right here. Uh, stand up, Garrett. Also, yes. First things first. I want everyone... You stay standing up. You stay standing up. I want everyone to notice he's not wearing a tie, nor slacks. We bite Passed his house today and it was all I could do to yank him back on the road so I was like I just need a pit stop you're gorgeous you look great he is so incredibly thoughtful and so incredibly helpful as long as he's not trying to invade your country like the way his answers are just so in depth and he has such a knowledge of things and he's such an addition to our group thank you so much for coming Garrett you add so much also like you're like, oh, can I get somebody to like move these bowls? And like you're not done asking before they're gone. So well done. Really appreciate it. Uh, Simon. Stand up, Simon. You might want to stand like on the here. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Simon is our other kind of newcomer. Didn't really know anyone else in the group. I have never seen someone go from, like, a newcomer to, like, no, no, I'm leading this show now. (laughs) Uh, Like, he just jumped right in. He was so incredibly impressive. He also has mad empire skills. He was, like, dominating that game board. And Garrett was like, oh! And Simon was like... (laughs) Bit of a, a strategic mastermind. But, no, the way you came into this group, and you just kind of, like, carved out your own space and made everyone better because of it was really good. So big round of applause for Simon, please. Luke. Luke McBride here. Luke. Luke is the perfect person you want around when everyone is super frustrated. Generally because of Luke. But when people are are super frustrated, and they're tired, and they're hungry, and then out of nowhere, Luke will unleash the perfectly placed pun, and everyone will just pause, soak it in. And then just hang their heads and chuckle because, like, it is so unbelievably inappropriately placed. <laughs> but it is so, like, oddly funny that you can't help but chuckle at it. And, like, it's just, like, tensions diffuse. And he is just such a positive presence in this group. He brought the funny all week. And we were, we were happy to have him. Big round of applause to Luke. Ashley, Ashley McAllister, Ashley McAllister, when we were doing the low ropes course, there's one thing called the spider web, classic low ropes game. And that is where there's essentially a big spider web hung between two trees with with rope, and you have to pass everyone through a different hole. So some holes are really high, some holes are low, some holes are big, some holes are small. And I said, all right guys, you have four minutes to get through. And then people just started like, throwing themselves at the web. Like, Malcolm almost died. He was wiping out. And Ashley was at the back, and he was, she was like, excuse me, guys. Just wait one second. Should we have some type of plan here? And yes, they should have. And Ashley, all week, was super good at like, getting people in teams and saying, like, this is what we're going to do. And this is, this is how we, we can succeed in this. And for someone who's one of the younger people in the group to stand up and do that was really impressive. So big round of applause for Ashley (laughs) Keefees. Kaelin. Kaylin McKay. Kaylin McKay (laughs) is now the veteran of the group. She has been on the Summer Challenge longer than anyone else. Were you on the first one? Did he? No. Yeah. So she is like the veteran. She's feeling good about things. And this year, she went from being like one of the younger people to being one of the older people. Sure, let's just say the oldest. And that sometimes is a tough transition because we lost a lot of big personalities this year just because, you know, jobs and schedules and things just, just couldn't make it. So there was a leadership void until the first day and then there wasn't a leadership void anymore because Kaylin came in and she just set the tone and it was so good to have all the people who were returning. We had a lot of new people this year and everyone I would say like eat this bag of carrots and they're like okay he said eat the carrots we gotta eat the carrots and just because they know the expectation and it was so unbelievably helpful to have people like you set in a tone. Big round of applause for Kaylin. <laughs> Katie, Katie Voskamp, Katie Voskamp, stand on up. Katie Voskamp is possibly the most oddly enthusiastic person I know. <laughs> like, I literally, literally tried to make her, like, disappointed or feel like. Be like, I don't like this. And she's just like, it's okay. I'm fine. And there'd be that pause and then the other shoulder. you would be like, what's going on? She's unbreakable. She's fantastic. She doesn't eat food. (laughs) The the first day, what was for supper? Her options, because she was in the second tier, she could have pasta or she could have rice. And she said, Philip, my two least favorite foods are pasta and rice. And rules of the summer challenge are like, all right, but like, that's what you have. So like, make what, do what you need to do, but like, those are your options. So she's like, okay. So she had Caesar salad and tomato sauce. I said, that's what you want to do, Katie. Live like you want to live. So then we go the next day. What did we have for lunch? Oh we had sandwiches the second day. And she's like, Philip, I don't really like egg salad or meat or peanut butter. (laughs) I said, okay. That's fine. That's fine. And the thing is, like, she she's a picky eater, but she's like, she doesn't complain about it. She's just like, no, I just I gotta eat it. (laughs) And like And I'm like, okay, your choice. The human body knows what it needs. You'll eat when you're hungry. The last day. Okay? We had for supper, over the fire, we boiled carrots. We put in some green peppers. We had rice and a whole thing of tomato sauce. And lentils, too, lentils. And if you've ever doubted the saying, hunger is the best sauce... Doubt it no longer, because Katie Voskamp, someone whose rice is their least favorite food, she said, can I just eat the carrots? And I said, no, you can't just eat the carrots. And she said, "Okay," And she went up to that big pot of rice. She got that ladle. She scooped it right up. Okay, And I even think she ate some of it. So that was great. And it's just the whole time, and like I'm picking on her a little bit because it's fun for me. But really, what I want to say is like she's someone who's like, she was so enthusiastic throughout the whole trip, even though things weren't going her way. She was probably pretty hungry most of the time. But she was so positive, and she was so enthusiastic about everything we were doing. And she was just such a great addition to the group. Because one, it showed everyone else like I better eat this because there's no other food available. But she really did uh, add so much to the group, and she's probably gonna eat a lot of lunch. <laughs> so bigger <round laughs> applause for Katie. Bowen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dana. So Dana is there. You're all just gonna stare at the back of her head until she feels uncomfortable, then she'll stand up. <laughs> Dana did a great job this week. Dana had some bike issues, as did some other people, like air in the tires, super important. <laughs> she had some bike issues, and for a lot of the bike ride, she was struggling, because the bike wasn't working as well as it could have, and she was in the back, and there were hills, and it was hot, and like there was a lot going on. And there was Dana, just like little engine that couldn't all the way up the hills. And it would have been really easy for her to say, I'm done. I'm done, that's it. I'm out. Like, we had a trail vehicle right there. She could have hopped in the trail vehicle. Everything would have been fine. But she didn't. She completely stuck it out, and she said, this is a hard challenge, but do you know what? That's what I'm here for. So she actually came, and she powered through, and that is more impressive to me than the people who are biking at the front of the pack the whole way, okay? It's way more impressive to do something that's hard and succeed at that than to do something that comes easily, especially when you're trying to pass me. I don't like that one bit. (laughs) Big round applause for Dana. (laughs) I want to make sure I didn't miss one. Brandon's the only one that's left, right? Oh, Brandon and Darren, okay. Brandon was our, like, athletic... Oh, yeah, you got to stand up. Brennan was, like, our athletic all-star of, the, of the, the group. We got out canoeing, and we're like, we're just going to do a little paddle. It's a small lake. No big deal. So we're just paddling along, paddling. And, like, the group is like, okay, we're going to do this, and we're going to cut back across. And then we're like, that's fine. And then, like, who do we see but, like, Brandon on, like, the other side of the lake, circling around the cove. Like, there's boats on the lake, but he's making more wake in the canoe than they are in the powerboats. And he, he was really good all week. He was like, whenever people got down, he had the energy to be like, nope, not getting down on my watch. I'm going to bring you back up. And that's really important because there was a lot of times this week that someone was really low energy, and I had to be like, no way am I letting Brandon pass me on this stupid bike. So, thank you very much. Big round of applause for Brandon. Darren. Darren. (laughs) I'm gonna give everyone an ace here because I think they all deserve it and I think that's how God sees them. However, Darren earned his ace because he destroyed everything we did. He was so good, so good. He won games at Empire. He won games canoeing when we were pelting him with water balloons, and he still got things. He sunk other people's canoes, but that was part of the game, so double points for him. Everything we threw at him, he did a great job at. And I was so impressed, because like, you kind of know where people are going to finish when they get there. You kind of have something, an idea in your mind. And Darren 100% exceeded my expectations, because I just couldn't look anywhere without seeing Darren doing something good. And not doing something well, people who are going to correct me, but he was doing something good a lot of the time, whether that was helping people or like encouraging people or just rocking out. And his hair still looks great after all that time. <laughs> Does that just happen? He spent a lot of time on that this morning. Big round of applause for Dan. Uh, so all this being said, I would love for the more experienced members of our community, just to really talk to these guys today about how their trip was. And then talk to them next week about, hey, the stuff you learned on the trip, what, did that, what was that like this week? And like, have uncomfortable conversations. Because like, you're allowed to, you're old. you're old. You can say anything you want to these people and it's gonna be slightly uncomfortable for them, okay? They're like, you've seen dinosaurs, you're intimidating, okay? So, take that license and say, hey, okay, like if it's gonna be weird anyways, let's make it a productive weird. I don't want you guys to forget, like, you applauded these guys today because these are impressive individuals. They're gonna be impressive next week too. And they're gonna be impressive the week after that and the week after that. So, please, when you see these guys, whether it's at church or on the street, like, just say hello, take an interest in what they have going, and let's lead by example for what it means to have Christ in our lives and to, uh, to love one another, because I think that's really important. All that being said, I know a ton of people were praying for us this week, and we really appreciate it. It was supposed to rain all day on Friday. I checked the weather <laughs> mid-bike ride, and it said, it's raining on you right now, and it wasn't. So that's great. Judy? Sorry, I won. (laughs) Uh, So, I know you're praying for rain. Not this time. So, I just really appreciate all the prayers for safety. But as well as praying for safety for these guys, please pray for their spiritual walk. Please pray for for the experiences they're going to have because that's really important as well. Well, thanks, Philip, for, uh, for sharing with us a little bit about what has happened this week. And, and for challenging all of us to, to focus our hearts and minds on Jesus and to, to run this race. And as Philip was talking, this is, is the verse that came to my mind from Hebrews 12